T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in on this Wednesday night. We got a ton to talk about. Dave Dombrowski, Sam Fold, Rob Thompson spoke today as the Phillies prepare. And really now it feels like the offseason starts. I never feel like the offseason in baseball starts until you get that end of the season press conference when they kind of lay things out and they talk about what happened, what might happen, their needs, all those kind of things. So we will play for you a big chunk of the Dombrowski press conference coming up. We'll react to it and the news today with Bryce Harper going for elbow surgery next week. And it it sounds to me like he's not going to play the outfield for a long time. That was my read on it. We'll get to all that coming up a lot on the Phillies a lot on uh, what Dombrowski had to say today and maybe the offseason plan to come here. Trey Wingo at 8 o'clock on the NFL on the Eagles after their first loss. Excited to talk to Trey what he thought he saw on Monday night. But I want to start with <clears throat> excuse me, a word that I keep hearing that I think it's time to just put away because I, I don't believe this word applies to the Eagles right now. And I keep, I keep seeing this word, hearing this word, turn on ESPN, read ESPN. I, I think I've heard the word said out loud on WIP uh, you know, quite a few times over the last couple of days. And I just flat out don't agree with it. I think we all realize the Eagles didn't play well on Monday. You turn the ball over four times, you will lose. Turn the ball over three times, you're probably going to lose. I mean, they, they gave that game away. They didn't play well enough. They have to be better stopping the run and getting off the field on third down. All those kind of things. Penalties, most penalty yards all season. They played really poorly. And it's, it's, it's there. I mean, it is clear as day that they need to be better. And, and that game was bad. But there's a word out there, and it starts with the letter E. I keep hearing and seeing, and I just don't agree with it when it comes to the Eagles. And that word is exposed. The Eagles were exposed on Monday night, that they're not a really good team. They're a good team, but not a great team. Nothing close to that. And they got exposed for their weakness. They got exposed that they can't stop the run, and it will bite them in the rear end later this season. They got exposed that they can't come back using their passing game late in games. It's only they could build leads. They can't come back and win in the fourth quarter. They got exposed on Monday Night Football. Baloney. I don't believe it. Because the context of the game does not fit the description of that word. Exposed would mean that they now can't get back to the level they were. That this is, they were a fluke 9-0. They were a fluke team, or 8-0. They were a fluke 8-0 team that lost. And now the losses will continue because the blueprint is out on how to beat the Eagles. That this will continue to happen over the next three, four, five weeks. They will run into these close games and run into losses because they can't stop the run and because they can't come back throwing the football. But all that does is ignore the context of what actually happened on Monday. Did the commanders play well? Yeah. Did they run the football for, you know, 150-ish yards? Yes. Did they gash the Eagles? No. 
they ran for 3.2 yards a carry. You know, if you want to go back, and we'll talk about what the Eagles did today, you know, signing Linval Joseph, try to fix this defense and, and patch it up without without Jordan Davis right now. If you want to go back to the last couple of weeks, specifically that Texans game, because it was, it was kind of close the whole time, and say that you know, the Texans really showed you could run on the Eagles, and that's going to be a problem. I, and I'd say, all right, there, there was a lot of big runs in that game by uh, Damian Pierce and the Texans. But that wasn't the case on Monday night. Again, the longest rush for the Commanders was 11 yards. I'm not losing sleep over 11-yard runs or, or three-yard runs or four-yard runs or for Brian Robinson. I'm not losing sleep over it. And I'm not losing sleep over a team that allows 12 third downs in a game. You know how fluky that is? There have been a lot of bad Eagles defenses. I and mean, we could go back through the years. 2020 was a pretty bad Eagles defense. 2015 was a pretty bad Eagles defense. You know, go through some years. You know, we're going to go way back in the day before Andy got here, before Jim Johnson. There were some bad Eagles defenses. Do you know how many times in franchise history ever the Eagles have allowed 12 or more third down conversions? The answer would be none until Monday night. It's the most third down conversions they've ever allowed in a game. Does that strike you as a team that went from 8-0 to suddenly the worst third-down defense in the history of the franchise, or was it fluky? It was fluky. That's the way I see it. M- Monday night, they deserve to lose. I'm not trying to make excuses for the Eagles and say, ah, it was a weird game. They deserve to lose. You turn it over three or four times, and you have 75 penalty yards, go home. I mean, just, just go home. You, you put the L next to your name and go home. They deserve to lose, and hopefully this week they wake up and, and be buttoned up on Sunday against the Colts. But I'm not willing to say they got exposed because the things that the Commanders did on Monday, I don't believe they did anything that is extraordinary. I mean, they ran the ball for 3.2 yards to carry. Again, cool. That's not going to beat you most weeks. And the reason the Eagles lost wasn't because they couldn't get anybody open. It wasn't because they couldn't you know, complete a pass. Jalen Hurts was erratic or, or flustered or throwing the ball on the ground or over, over his receiver's heads. No, they lost the game. Because their receiving core gave it away. Jalen Hurts bombed to A.J. Brown down the field. Boom, right in his hands. Now, was it in double coverage to where something bad could happen? Yeah, and, and maybe Jalen Hurts wants that pass back because of the outcome. But you watch the replay over and over, and the ball wasn't intercepted because the, the safety or corner jumped up and took it. It fell out of A.J. Brown's hands. It fell into his hands and out. So that's not, oh, no, wow, they, they really stopped this Eagles passing him. No, if, if A.J. Brown closes his arms, it's a 50-yard pass. Quez Watkins, if he just either lays down or doesn't drop the ball when he gets back up, that's an enormous pass from Jalen Hurts, a great read, a great throw. And then, of course, Dallas Goddard, you want to say the penalty should have been called, whatever. He can't fumble that football there. That's why they lost the game. You know, when I, I keep seeing all these things out there, were the Eagles exposed? Big debate on ESPN today. Were the Eagles exposed? You know, is it out there now how to beat them? Well, okay, if you can replicate four Eagles turnovers, if you can get the Eagles to drop the ball to the other team four times and you can convert 12 third downs, go ahead, I guess that's it. That's the formula. But you know what? That, that kind of game is so odd and so, you know, out of the ordinary that I don't believe the Eagles were exposed because that kind like what happened on Monday doesn't happen very often across the NFL. Again, the Eagles have never allowed 12 plus third down conversions in a game. And they obviously don't turn the ball over much. That's been the theme of this season. Even back to last year, it's not a team that turns the ball over much. So do you think there's going to be a game again this season where they have four turnovers and 12 third down conversions allowed? I would bet considerable amount of money that there's a, a pretty slim chance that doesn't happen again. So that's what it took. That's what it took for the Eagles to lose a game they were supposed to win. 
a significant turnover, you know, issue on offense where the ball's just slipping through their hands all night. And 12 third downs converted. I don't believe either thing will happen again this season. Maybe they'll have a four turnover game again if, if they have a bad day. But I, I would think it probably doesn't happen. Three or two or three would probably be their worst day from here on out. And I would guess they probably don't have another game within the same season where they allow 12 or more third down conversions. It took those two things for the Eagles to lose a game they probably could have won if they just were a little bit more buttoned up. Were the Eagles exposed? I don't believe so. 215-592-9494. It's funny, this year we've had so little to complain about and so little to worry about. Now we have some injuries and we'll get to all that. And I do think there's some injuries here that, that could give them some issues moving forward. And they're going to need to get themselves healthy before we get closer to the postseason and, and hopefully a number one seed and playoff games here. But if if I thought they were exposed, I would say it. And if I thought they were exposed, I'd say, you know what? I'm a little bit worried about this or anything in the postseason or down the stretch of the season because the, the commanders showed everyone this is how you beat the Eagles. Did they really? Did the commanders really show you how to beat the Eagles? When they needed 12 third down conversions, they needed to run the ball 50 times, they needed the Eagles to drop the ball four times to hand the ball back, and they needed some really odd penalties, including the one with Heineke at the end. I mean, not, not, not that it wasn't a penalty, but that's a strange play where the quarterback takes a knee as he's about to get sacked and they get to keep the ball. Like They needed all those things to win. That doesn't strike me as a blueprint. That strikes me as a bad night for the Eagles. 215-592-9494. Where do you lie? Do you believe the Eagles were exposed or was it one bad night? Because I I say it was one really bad night with mostly self-inflicted wounds. I don't believe the Eagles were exposed. How about you? 215-592-9494. Do you believe after an unbelievable start to the season, the Eagles were exposed for the areas that they're weak? What do you think? Tucker, what's, uh, what's your feeling on this? No, I don't think they were necessarily exposed. I think if you watch the game, the Eagles beat the Eagles more than the Commanders beat the Eagles. But the way the Commanders played football, I do think, kind of lets team know that there is a chink in the Eagles' armor, right? The Eagles, up until Monday night, seemed like an invincible team. We talked about how they could beat teams any way they wanted. They could run the ball 50 times for 200 yards and beat you. They could have Jalen Hurts throw the ball 50 times for 400 yards and beat you. A.J. Brown could beat you. Devontae Smith could beat you. This defensive line or secondary could beat you. You know, through eight games and eight wins, they beat teams a variety of ways. And for the first time on Monday night, we saw a team kind of due to the Eagles that the Eagles have done to other teams. They held on to the ball. Washington did. They they were successful in third downs quite a bit. They made sure they stayed ahead of the sticks and put Taylor Heineke in advantageous situations where he could find Terry McLaurin, who was cooking Darius Slay all all evening long and move the ball down down the field. I just I'm not worried about them. Like I don't think this is a a start to the Eagles struggling and they're going to go one and seven the rest of the way and, and struggle to find a, a playoff spot at nine and eight, but. This was for the first time adversity that we haven't seen the Eagles face, and this was for the first time all season a a team that showed the rest of the NFL that they could be beaten because I think a lot of people here, I mean, go back and listen to a lot of our shows last week. A lot of people thought the Eagles were favored to go undefeated. Robert Griffin III said on Monday Night Countdown before the game, the Eagles were going to go undefeated, and it sounds silly now after watching Monday Night because so much can go wrong, but... The Eagles did beat themselves, but Washington, I think, did a great job of making those margins so razor thin, of making every possession matter so much that when the Eagles did get sloppy with the football, 
they didn't have time to make up for their mistakes. Yeah, you know what I think they did? And and you're right about a lot of those things. Uh, and they, they certainly shortened the game and less possessions and less possessions. You get a couple turnovers, all of a sudden the game goes haywire. But what I thought watching that game on Monday is, is you saw how a, an average or below average team could beat the Eagles. I don't, I don't know if we saw something that necessarily is going to help the Minnesota Vikings beat the Eagles in the playoffs or the Seattle Seahawks beat the, play, the Eagles in the playoffs. You know, teams are going to be there in the end, the Niners. I mean, these teams are better than, than obviously better than the Commanders. I'm not sure if we saw a blueprint to beat the Eagles right, other than we saw the Eagles play like crap. I mean, that's why they lost the game. The Eagles played poorly. They lost that football game. It wasn't about the Commanders. It wasn't about sticking to the run. It was about them. I don't believe the Eagles were exposed. I believe the Eagles had a bad game on Monday night. 215-592-9494. Which side of this do you lie on? Do you believe the Eagles were exposed or was it one bad night? Because we're going to start finding out. Like We can have this conversation tonight and we're each going to have a different opinion on it. The answer will lie in the next month of football because that will tell us the truth. If the Eagles were exposed, and we see this in the NFL all the time, if a team shows, you know, like Tucker said, a cracker chick in the armor, teams will come and continue to exploit that. And the, the, the formula will work more often than not. If you find something a team can't do, you attack it until they fix it. And I'm not sure the Eagles have a fix to some of the things that they're struggling at right now, particularly the run defense. You know, Linval Joseph is now, is now headed to Philadelphia to kind of play that role that, that um, Jordan Davis was, and maybe they get a couple more snaps for a guy like N'Kobe Dean down the line. I think that could be a good idea, but I don't know if there's a quick fix to the run defense. But I also don't think that anyone – there needs to be a panic. I mean, the Eagles did not get beat up on Monday night. They turned the ball over three – I'll call it three. The last one was oh, just silly at the end of the game. They turned it over three times, and all in major spots. They had a coaching mistake that led to a makeable field goal for the Washington Commanders. They allowed third 12-down conversions. Again, the first time in franchise history that has happened. Like, if you tell me all those things are repeatable, like, you know what, Joe? Listen, this weekend the Colts, they might convert 12 third downs. They might cause four turnovers. They might have Nick Sirianni, you know, kind of give them a free field goal when he should have taken a penalty. Then I'll say, you know what? All right, for this is going to happen every week, sure, but these are weird, fluky things. You know, repeatable things would be, you know, if they found something in the offense to where the Eagles can't get anyone open anymore. And that's obviously not true. Quez Watkins was open on the big play down the field. Dallas Goddard was open on the play he fumbled. So they're getting guys open. Okay, if you're telling me there's something there where the offense just stopped working because they they can't block anymore, Jalen Hurts is taking seven sacks, then I'd say, "Uh uh-oh, red flag. I, I didn't, Monday wasn't a red flag to me. Monday felt way more like, they had a clunker. They had their first clunker of the season. Let's see what everyone thinks. 215-592-9494. Do you believe the Eagles were exposed on Monday night, or was it one bad night? I, I, I say it was one bad night that was mostly their fault. David is up on WIP. Hey, David. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? What are you thinking? Well, I'm, I'm going to save you the month. The, the, the Eagles lost the game besides the penalties the game plan coming out with the fast offense number one didn't 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 work number two they should have this was the week where they should have blitzed the heck out of Heineke he's not that maneuverable and they didn't do it their game plan if they just would have included a all hell blitz, you know, I'm telling you that it would have been a different game. 
and uh, no, they're they're they'll be back again next week on top. They can't do the undefeated thing is over, but. We'll, we'll still be in good shape. Yeah, and they will. Well, I agree with you on that, David. They will be. And David, I appreciate your phone call. And and uh, yeah, I think a little bit the up tempo on offense felt a little silly. Uh, the more we kind of play it out, uh, you think back to the game and they were going up tempo and the three straight passes before halftime and kind of gave the Commanders a chance at a free field goal there again. Two field goals that I think were were almost directly on coaching decisions. Two Commanders field goal attempts that both went in. Uh, you could attribute to Nick Sirianni and the way he managed the game. I mean, that's that's on the coach. As far as the blitz thing, I, I think it's a rite of passage when the Eagles lose and their defense does not play exceptional. We have to say it's like a birthright. We have to say they didn't blitz enough. I mean, we, we do. It's just like that's the that's, those are the rules. We can't change it. We have to say it. I mean, did they get torched by Taylor Heineke? They didn't. I mean, how much worse or better would he have played if they blitzed? Let's let's dive into the numbers here for a second. Heineke had zero touchdown passes. He had one interception. He was sacked three times. He he also fumbled the football and gave the ball away. His passer rating was 66.9. I'm not sure the lack of blitzing cost the Eagles in, in this game. Now, again, let's not forget... It's not just like you go into a game, you have a game plan, and you have to, and you can't deviate. I mean, they lost they lost Avante Maddox. I mean, I'm way more concerned with the injuries right now than the blueprint to beat the Eagles. You know, that's that's where I'm at. You know, the injuries you can't you can't just get these guys back. They need it's going to take time. Avante Maddox was missed on Monday. I thought when Cha- when Chauncey Gardner Johnson had to cover McLaurin, it was not good. Now Gardner Johnson's having an excellent year. I think he's having a Pro Bowl year, but as a safety. You know, asking him to drop back down after not really playing corner all year and cover one of the best receivers in the game, that didn't work out well. So we could say blitz, 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 but were they covering these receivers at a high rate? I mean, no. This is the first game all year where I thought the other team's receivers had a good day. Tucker, I mean, I didn't think the commander, I didn't think the Eagles secondary, their corners, played very well on Monday night. No, and we can point to a lot of reasons why the defense didn't play well, but I think you're right. I think one of the reasons why the defense has been so successful is that trio of Avante Maddox, Darius Slay, and James Bradbury has been so legitimate, right? Darius Slay and James Bradbury have allowed a pass rating of like 37 when targeted this season before Monday night, which which is unbelievable when you consider if you just threw incomplete passes and spiked the ball every play, your pass rating would be 39. Like, like they've been unreal, and... For the first time all season, those two guys with the Vontae Maddox sideline, I think they struggled. Like, Bradbury got exposed and got beat against Houston on that double move for the first touchdown. That happens sometimes. But Darius Slay has struggled against Terry McLaurin in his career. And when I think about why the defense has been so successful, you can certainly point to Jonathan Gannon and what he's done. But I think he's been able to do a lot because he's had two lockdown corners. And the fact that those guys didn't show up and didn't have a big day when targeted on Monday night, really affected the rest of the defense and affected what else they were capable of doing. Yeah, I, I think it did. Uh, and not having Maddox out there, I think, changed things. It's harder to blitz when you don't trust one of your corners. You're down a corner. 215-592-9494. You know, some losses feel like they do expose teams late in the season. Like, see, that's the way to beat them. But I just I, I don't believe that was Monday. If you tell me teams can replicate what the commanders did, which is run the ball fi- nearly 50 times, okay, Continue to get first down after first down. Convert 12 of them. Again, the Eagles have never allowed that many converges in a game in their history. And the Eagles turned the ball over four times. Like, that doesn't feel like it is something that is repeatable. That feels like it is something that is random. I don't believe it is repeatable. I don't believe the Eagles got exposed on on Monday Night Football. Do you? 215-592-9494. Uh, Frank's in Newtown. Hey, Frank. 
Hey, Joe, how are you tonight? Good, Frank. What are you thinking? Uh, actually, I, I do agree with you. I do not believe this team was exposed, but I believe that the better team got beat by a team that played better. Um, and really, uh, you know, the, the, the constant mistakes that the team made, I mean, not being able to get off the field on, on defense, a, a two-to-one you know, time of possession deficiency there was really, um, you know, pro- part and parcel, obviously, to what occurred. Um, and I, I'm wondering if this was a little bit of a, of, of a regression by Gannon um, and his, his kind of approach to things. Um, but, again, you know, we can nitpick all day about the, about the nuance of it, but, uh, you know, that was obviously an integral part to this. The turnovers, you know, they obviously kill every team that plays this game. Um, and, but let's not lose sight of the fact that, you know, the, the, the Goddard fumble, the Watkins fumble, I mean, if they score on both of those drives, a team that played as poorly as the Eagles did would have scored roughly 35 points in this game and probably won this game. So that's just something that – Well, know, Frank, I'm, you're right. I mean, and that, I think that's a good silver lining, right, that they played poorly, they made a lot of mistakes, and yet they, they were still in position to, to do more. That, that if they have just a couple, a couple less mistakes, even two turnovers would have been poor, but, they, you know, take away sure. two of them, and they're probably in the 30s, right, or they're probably close to 30 points. I mean, that's – that just shows there's still a really high end here. It's why I'm, I'm not really too worried about what happened. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that. And then the last thing I will kind of add is I, I don't know how much longer we can go with the Britton Covey experiment. I know he's shorthanded, but I have to be honest with you, he, he looks like a, like, like, a, like, a, like a youth player out there. Um, he looks very overmatched physically, um, and he's, it's a good story. He's a great guy, I'm sure, but – at the end of the day, he's certainly not doing us any favors. Well, he's not. It, it, it is rare, and Frank, I appreciate the phone call, man. It, it is rare when I watch a player in the NFL and I feel like that guy's small because I'm not a big man. Um, I mean, it, it, he's listed as weighing a, a little bit more than me. I'm not sure if that's accurate. He's t- and, and, and look, there's guys that have been small and fast. I, I just I don't see it with Britton Covey. I don't, I don't know what he's bringing to the table. I, they're not losing games because they're special teams, but at the same time, yeah, I, I would not be – I'd not be opposed to them making a change there. 215-592-9494. Do you believe the Eagles were exposed? Yes or no? We watched their first loss of the year. And, and I think doubt is b- bound to creep in when you watch a team that's undefeated lose their first game. Like, uh-oh, what does this mean? I don't believe they were exposed. I believe it was one bad night for a team that's still one of the best in the NFL. 215-592-9494. Where do you lie on that? Do you believe the Eagles were exposed? Yes or no? We'll discuss. We'll get to all the Philly stuff, including Bryce Harper's elbow surgery next week as the show goes on. And on the other side, I want to bring up one thing I am worried about. That's the injury report. The Eagles injury report, it's pretty lengthy as they get to practice today, getting ready for the Colts on Sunday. And the new signing, Linval Joseph, what is he going to bring to the table? All coming up along with your phone calls on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Start off NFL Week 11 right with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel. In partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. Let's go Derrick Henry over rushing yards for the road team. I will take Green Bay to win the game tomorrow. I think the home team's going to win this game as Green Bay has a little life now. And I'll go over the passing yards for Aaron Rodgers. Build your own or choose one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. Sign up promo code Gilio if you don't already have an account. I really like the FanDuel app. If you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you got. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.